Welcome everybody today to the podcast, uh, Pastor Rob's podcast today. We welcome you and thank God for you that are listening. I want to call it Pastor Rob's famous podcast, but we know that's not true. But uh, maybe famous to some of our listeners. <laughs> we hope so. Anyway, God bless you today. Um, looking forward to sharing a really great devotion with you today. We're still continuing on, you know, my subject of the faithfulness of God. Probably got a couple more podcasts uh, to do on this particular devotion. I think that really there's not enough that can be said about God's faithfulness and his loyalty to us as his people. And, um, I'm just excited about being able to communicate that to you today. So I want to start off with a story. It's kind of funny, I think. Uh, But there was an elderly gentleman who had overcome many obstacles in his life, and he's the one that's telling this story as he's beginning to address obstacles that he's managed to squeak through. He, He made this statement, and he told this story. He said, I always remembered a party I attended when I was six years old. The host announced that we were going to play a game that is called Egg Hop. And so he went on to tell the story that the host placed eggs all over the floor, then took us younger kids into the next room. They blindfolded uh, the gentleman's best friend and then told him he had to walk through the eggs without breaking a single egg. Then he led him into the other room and closed the door. Now, the other kids, they began to hear howls of laughter from the other kids. And the gentleman said, as I looked down at my new shoes, I began to worry. I couldn't get egg yolk on my shoes. I just couldn't do that, he said. The older kids came back for their for the next victim. There was more laughter from the next room. And then another victim, more laughter, and then another victim. And then the gentleman said, they came after me. He said, I burst into tears, sat down on the floor and refused to move. They finally gave up and led me into the next room to show me the floor. And on the floor, there were absolutely no eggs. All the fun had come from watching blindfolded participants trying to tiptoe through non-existing obstacles. The gentleman went on to say, I realize that life is like that. We create most of our difficulties in our own minds. So the gentleman said, I've always viewed problems as challenges. Now, how did he learn to overcome those obstacles when you think about it? Are we like that? Well, unfortunately, few people overcome real or imaginary obstacles successfully. So I want to give you a few today practical ways that you can experience God's great faithfulness as you face obstacles possibly in your own life. And so we're going to look at that right now. So the first thing I want to tell you is that God's faithfulness comes oftentimes in our lives, but mostly in these particular areas that we're going to mention during the, you know, the next couple of podcasts. So the first one we're going to talk about today is when you struggle. So I don't know about the rest of y'all, but, you know, there's times I struggle. And I'm sure there's times when you struggle, too, if we're completely honest with each other. But what I'm going to tell you today is that when you struggle, that's when you're going to see God's faithfulness. 
you are going to see the faithfulness of God when you begin to feel like in your own life you are struggling. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the things I've noticed is God's Word never shies away from talking about tremendous grief, pain, and even traumatic events that happen in our lives. In fact, all throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, you see gut-wrenching and pain-filled stories, real stories about struggles, real struggles, real stories about God's people with real struggles. But throughout the Scripture, you also see time after time how God turns terrible things into good. Even when things do not feel good at all, God still manages to make it turn out good. In the Bible, you see a beautiful picture of God entering into our extremely hard and painful experiences as he meets us in our greatest time of sorrow and pain. Do you want to know why, ladies and gentlemen? Because God is faithful and he's loyal to us. All of us experience hard times in our lives. There's no doubt about that. In fact, some of you are struggling with sickness right now, financial pressure, grief, and maybe possibly even depression. But ladies and gentlemen, do what Jeremiah did. When your mind is flooded with difficulties, choose to focus on God's love, His mercy, and His faithfulness. He does not promise to prevent problems. Did you notice that about God? You know, when you come to know the Lord, He doesn't promise that we're going to have a perfect life and that everything is going to go our way. Problems are going to come into our lives. But God does promise that he's going to come with us through those problems. Can you do that right now? Can you call to mind what you know to be true in your life? God is faithful. He will always be there for you. I want you to know that. There's an old woodsman. He gives us the advice about catching a porcupine. This is how he describes how it's done. He says, watch for the slapping tail as you dash in and drop a large wash tub over him. The wash tub will give you something to sit on while you ponder your next move. <laughs> I think that's funny. Have you ever struggled like that before, thinking about your next move and what I'm going to do next? I'm going to share a very personal story with you that happened to me and Robbie years ago before we close out this devotion today. We were pastoring our first church in Dos Palos, and I'll never, ever forget this. We had a missionary who came to our church. I, You know, pastoring your first church, and Pastor Norman had, had always trained me and taught me to give to missions, that that was going to be the success of my ministry. So, of course, Pastor teaching me that, you know, I jumped right on board. I knew that it was really important to give to missionaries. So when I was at my first church, we had our first opportunity to have a missionary come into our church. I was just so excited, so thrilled. Well, that particular day was a Sunday, and it was a Sunday evening. And to be perfectly honest with you, Robbie and I were, were struggling in our first church financially. We were, uh, I, I couldn't get a job. I, I tried. You know, it was a small community, small town, even though I'm a well-experienced electrician and maintenance guy. I just could not, I couldn't buy a job. It was really tough in those days. In fact, our total dependence was upon God. And when you hear the rest of this story, you'll understand. So 
you know, the tithe base was not real strong in this church. It was a rural area, and we had a lot of poor people in the church, and it was just, it was just really tough. So when we had the missionary, of course, the missionary was late to service that night. We started, you know, we started the church service on time, and our missionary was late, and later we found out he couldn't find the place. <laughs> you know, the church is in the middle of a cotton field, basically. So, anyway, uh, you know, church service started and worship has started. We're singing, we're worshiping God, and all of a sudden God starts talking to me about giving some tithe to the missionary. Well, I have to go back and tell you that before service started that Robbie and I had discussed this. We talked about what we were going to give to the missionary that night. And so Robbie and I both agreed we had about 20 bucks in our checking account, so we were willing to give it all, half of it at least, to the missionary. So we were going to write a check for $10 for our missionary that night. Now when church started, before church started, a gentleman in the church by the name of Brother Beatty loved him. He was really a great man, faithful in his tithe, faithful and and loyal to the church, he came up to me before church and he handed me his tithe, a little envelope, and I just kind of stuck it in my pocket before church started. I didn't even look at it because I knew that Brother Beatty paid about $40, you know, $40 every two weeks um, for his tithe. So we started the church service. I had tithe in my pocket. We're singing and worshiping God and God's dealing with me. He says, I want you to give that, you know, tithe. Uh, to the missionary tonight and I I was just arguing with God about this and struggled I mean I struggled with this and didn't even know what to do finally I I thought I'd convinced God that look I have a car payment that's due at the end of the week I need every penny I can get if I remember right the morning tithe that morning was something like $20 we had you know uh, another 40 that Brother Beatty gave me, that's $60. My car payment was about $175, if I remember right. I'm sure many of you would hope to have a $175 car payment today. But anyway, it wasn't enough to make the car payment, and I knew it. And I knew that I was going to have to find more money to make that car payment. I was extremely nervous about it. I'd never been late on any bill. And so... I didn't know what to do. God's telling me to give the tithe away in my pocket. So I thought to myself, well, I'm struggling. And finally, you got to keep in mind, this is during the worship service. So finally, I just decided, well, I'm just going to talk to God and I'm just going to tell him how I feel. And I did. And I told God, I said, God, I, we just don't have it. I can't. We've already agreed to give $10, half of what's in our checking account right now to the missionary. We just can't, we can't do this. So finally, God, after God wrestling with me and me struggling to do this, I finally decided to fleece the Lord. I don't recommend anyone to do this, but I did this. I said, God, listen, if you really want me to do this, and I really know this is you, I already told my wife to write a check for $10. If she brings a blank check to me, then I'll know what you want me to do. So I almost felt like God said, okay, have it your way. 
So it came time to receive the offering, and the missionary finally showed up just in time for the offering, in fact. (laughs) And as he walked in, we're receiving the offering. And uh, I had my wife, you know, she was on the piano. She came up to me to the podium with, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Yes, you guessed it, a blank check. I just looked at her in shock. I want to tell you what was running through my head. When she brought the blank check, I thought, we discussed this. We talked about this. $10. I mean, she could have wrote a check for the entire amount that was in the checking account, you know, for 20 And you know what she said to me when she handed me the check? I'll never forget this as long as I live. She said, honey, I didn't know what to give. And I was thinking, what do you mean you didn't know what to give? We talked about this. We discussed this. Well, when she handed me the blank check, I knew what I needed to do. So what I did was I reached into my pocket, pulled out those ties, and I looked at it. And guess what? Brother Beatty didn't pay $40 like he normally does. It was like $130. i am going, wow, there goes my car payment. And so I wrote the check for $130 plus the 10 I already promised, which I mean is really close to my car payment, folks. But I just trusted God. So that night, after the missionary ministered to us, we went next door to the parsonage, and we wrote the check out to the missionary. And I remember the missionary telling me this, wow, this is really a big check. This is really a good offering for a small church. I wanted to comment on that, but I didn't. And so he walked out took the check that we had promised God to give him. And when he closed the door, my wife came up to me, Robbie, and Robbie says, what happened here? Where'd you get that money? What's going on? You know what I said to her? I thought we agreed to write a check for $10. She said, well, I didn't know what to do. I just was blank. I, you know, I didn't know what to give. And I said, well, let me tell you the story. So I told her the story, and I'll never forget this, ladies and gentlemen, as long as I live. My wife grabbed me. She hugged me really tight. I hugged her, and we both cried because we didn't know how we were going to make that car payment by Friday, and we just gave all our money away. Well, let me tell you what happened next. On Monday morning, we got a check in the mail from one of Robbie's aunts who never sent us a check before in her life or after that day and it was only $35 but you know I was thinking well maybe God's going to provide it a little bit at a time the rest of this week keep in mind ladies and gentlemen I could not get a job I tried I tried everything nothing was working out it was total reliance upon a God who's faithful you know sometimes I think God wants us to be in that position. I think he wants us to be in the position of struggle so that we can understand his authority and power and grace to be faithful to his church and his people. Well, Friday had come. We had a few hours left to make that payment. We still had not seen any income come into the mail or from anywhere else. Didn't know what to do. I'll never forget Friday. My wife told me that when she went out to the mailbox, that God had spoken to her and told her our car payment was in the mailbox. 
she opened up the mail and sure enough there was a letter in there with a check from a woman in Oklahoma that we met one time I have the letter stored somewhere in a box but I want to tell you what that letter basically said she said pastor Rob I met her one time ladies and gentlemen one time and I'm sure she's gone on to be with the Lord because she was elderly at that time she said pastor Rob I want you to know that the Lord has spoken to me today I think it was the Monday when she wrote that check she said in her letter pastor Rob I don't know why God wants me to do this but I'm doing this right now I'm sending this to you right now because God spoke to me and I just want you to know that I care about you that God cares about you and that he loves you and she signed her name that check was $225 I believe more than enough to make the car payment and buy some groceries ladies and gentlemen I'm trying to tell you today that our God is faithful he will never ever let you down you can always depend on him even in the midst of your struggles when you think everything is falling in on top of you I want you to know that the grace of God is surrounding you I want to pray for you before we close I want to pray for you that even in your struggles God's gonna help you father I come to you right now in the name of Jesus knowing God that you are king of glory and that you can do anything and father I want to praise you today because you are faithful to us I'm asking you Lord right now in the name of Jesus to bless our audience who might be struggling God with whatever they're struggling with I pray they will look up to heaven today and realize that you're a faithful God and that you're there to help us in the midst of our struggles I thank you father that I'm not alone in my struggles but God you're with me and I thank you and I praise you and I worship you God for everything God that you are doing for us and we give you all the praise all the glory and all the honor in Jesus precious name we pray hallelujah praise the Lord God is faithful well listen that wraps it up for today I want you to know we love you folks appreciate you very much we're praying you have a great day today and know that God is faithful praise the Lord